Happy Thursday. Brian Neitch, good morning. Yes, happy Thursday. Good morning to you, sir. Yep, good morning. Cheers. Top of the morning. Yes. Got my coffee. Got my got the Bible. Yes. Got my, got my friend. Let's go. Let's go. Brian Neitch here. And uh, give us a give us a follow at um, on Instagram at black, white, and sometimes red. Uh, that's the Instagram account to the podcast here. And reach out to us, direct message us, say hi. We'll pray with you. Um, just a great way for us to connect. And we are on chapter 9, Exodus, a plague against livestock. And we are reading, boy, all of these plagues that are hitting Egypt left and right. But uh, the, new, the, the, the pharaoh here, the bad pharaoh, he's just so stubborn and prideful um, that he just is set in his ways. Yeah, he is. And the, not a good not a good leader. No, no. I mean, to me all he's caring about is himself, too. I mean, this this is affecting so many people, Brian, across Egypt. You know, just think, I mean, we we sometimes think just Pharaoh, you know, and or yeah. Pharaoh's magicians or Pharaoh's little crew that he rolls with, you know. But I mean, think about all the families and oh, the the civilians of Egypt that they they have no say in this. It's terrible. You know, they're just the waters turn into blood, and there's frogs everywhere, and oh, the flies, uh, the gnats. Ugh, so many people, and the children, and the wives, yeah. the husbands. You know, the fearless leader Pharaoh clearly is scared of God. It prideful, yeah. his own pride is is creating havoc. Amongst his people, amongst the whole nation of Egypt, just, you, you nailed it. It's it's the pride. I mean, and how many people in their own families are the same way? Are their you know circle of friends and people they're close with? It's just pride. Just it just it's just it just it's like a it's it's like a forest yeah. fire that just continues to burn down trees. You know? Exactly. James James says in book in three, it's like your tongue is kindling 
for fire, yeah. you know, and that it's a world of iniquity. And that's exactly right, man. It's like it's like burning down your homes. It's yeah. terrible. And that's ex- that's exactly what's happening here. And we have another one, the plague, a plague against livestock. So we'll see what happens here. Man. Absolutely. Well, uh, I will start it off. I'll do nine if you want to do ten. Sure. Um, and just, you know, we'll pray it in here. Dear Lord, just um, thank you for your word and bringing us together yes. here on this beautiful Thursday morning with, with Brian Neitsch, my, my host here. I just really enjoy these and just, I don't just enjoy them. They're so important, you know, mm-hmm. to study your word every morning, start the day off with a bang. And, you know, as we keep our sword sharp and we, we follow, you know, we walk with Jesus, you know, um, and, uh, it's just, it's an amazing thing. Keep us safe today. Give us strength and just bring joy to people's hearts and just, you know, open their hearts, open their eyes to, to your glory. And we just, you know, we use this, this weightlifting team that we have and just all the podcast shows that we have on, on this channel that just, it brings, you know, your, your, your glory just shines in their life, you know? And, uh, mm-hmm. we just, we just pray that, uh, you know, everybody listening gets to know you and you know i i am on a constant pursuit of of knowing you as well even closer and closer and learning and learning and we're just so grateful and amen amen nice all right a plague against livestock chapter nine exodus catch up if you're just tuning in for the first time go back listen to all of them or read yourself and uh we're making some pretty darn good progress here uh, right. as we go through. So uh, go back to Pharaoh, the Lord commanded Moses. Tell him, this is what the Lord, the God of the Hebrews says. Let my people go so they can worship me. If you continue to hold them and refuse to let them go, the hand of the Lord will strike all your livestock, your mm-hmm. horses, donkeys, camels, cattle, sheep, and goats with a deadly plague. But the Lord will again make a distinct uh, distinction between the livestock of the Israelites and that of the Egyptians. Not a single one of the Israel's animals will die. The Lord has already set the time for the plague to begin. He has declared he will strike the land tomorrow. Mm. And the Lord did just as he said the next morning all the livestock of the Egyptians died. But the Israelites didn't lose a single animal. Pharaoh sent his officials to investigate. And they discovered that the Israelites had not a single animal, but even one. Pharaoh's heart remained stubborn, and he still refused to let the people go. That's wild, Brian. Still refuse. <laughs> just one thing after the other. He's still going to yeah. refuse. I mean, it is it is crazy. Imagine me and that guy just destroying households, destroying live livelihoods, mm. and knowing you know I don't care what happens. I will not. I will not let the people of Yahweh go or this God or whatever. Mm. Right. A plague of festering boils. Eight. Then the Lord said to Moses and Aaron, take handfuls of soot 
from a brick kiln and have Moses toss it into the air while Pharaoh watches. The ashes will spread like fine dust over the whole land of Egypt, causing festering boils to break out on people and animals throughout the land. So they took uh, soot from a brick kiln and went and stood before Pharaoh. As Pharaoh watched, Moses threw the soot into the air and boils broke out on people and animals alike. Even the magicians were unable to stand before Moses because the boils had broken out on them and all the Egyptians. But the Lord hardened Pharaoh's heart, and just as the Lord had predicted to Moses, Pharaoh refused to listen. The soot. You know, it's uh, uh yeah. You know, it's unfortunate that these bad things have to ha- happen to the you know the the civilians of the t- of Egypt. You know, like we talked about in the beginning. Um, because of Pharaoh and his pride and his stubbornness and the people that are running Egypt and it's just so corrupt and awful and they're not letting him go. And, um, you know, but it's just, it's, it's, we have to remember though, that at this time, it's just a, you know, it's, it seems to be Egypt at this time seems to be a city, Mm -hmm. a place of God rejecting people. And I'm not saying everyone, even if someone's going through a harsh time, if there's an Egyptian that, you know, believes in God and loves God and, you know, they might be going through this tough time, but of course, eternal life and, you know, there's, there's beauty with that as uh, they have something to look forward to, even though they're mm-hmm. going through a hard time. But, you know, God rejecting people and, and you, you get cities and people gathered to, uh, to turn their back to God or not believe and good, good things don't happen. I mean, it's uh, the devil takes over the, you know, he's got him by the, by the neck mm-hmm. and it's just the devil's pleasure of just being like, yes, these people don't believe in God. They, I have them. I'm going to make their lives miserable. I'm going to stumble them left and right. Their misery is my pleasure is what yeah. the devil says. And we sit here and we look at Egypt as a whole and it's just, it's just God rejecting people at this time, and you know what? That's yeah. uh, that's the devil's uh, that's the devil's dinner. That's that that's the appetite that he has. You know, that's you bring up an interesting point uh, to counter that a little bit. You know, I, I don't think, of course, the Pharaoh's heart here is hardened, right? It, it's he's a prideful. He he's you know he believes he's the god of the world. He's the king of of the universe. Of course he's not he know, he knows that in his heart but he's got this pride this shield of pride that he's created mm. and so you know that that many are not following pharaoh they're just slaves even the the um, egyptian you know, citizens you know they don't buy into that but they have to they have to live it and walk it out so i wonder how many egyptians because you know the story's going around. Pharaoh's fighting against this god, the god of the Hebrews. And the god of the Hebrews is clearly winning. I wonder how many Egyptians actually are saying in their hearts and to their families, wow, this god of the Hebrews, he is powerful. I, I, yeah, I think he's right. the real god. And the only I god. Think I, want, I think I want to I, I I follow that guy. It's so interesting. I mean, you know? Like, well, think about even being the magicians. Wouldn't you just be at that point like, oh, I'm going to now live my life for God, 
for Yahweh. I mean, like, I'm going to stop, stop working for Pharaoh, stop, right. stop practicing my weak magic, and I'm going to dedicate my entire life to God because, holy smokes, look what's in front of me. Ooh. Look what I've witnessed. Look what I'm seeing. I'm going to turn around and walk towards God. I mean, wouldn't you think yeah. that? But they don't, you know, and you bring up a great point, Brian. How many Egyptian citizens out there are doing that, though? They're just like, yeah. almighty God, we believe in you. Mm-hmm. Our, we have to believe some are. Right. Right. And I like how you said, John, you said weak magic <laughs> compared to, yeah, God, God, because compared to God, they are weak. Yeah, it's all weak magic. Mm-hmm. You know, and that was that was proven a few chapters ago very easily. But, yeah. I mean, but I do believe that these uh, these magicians are are contacting the demonic. You know, they are that that is sure. uh, yeah. just like we just like we talked about David Blaine in the past. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just there's no question about it. No yeah. question. Yeah, I just think that it's interesting when you and I and I guess this is not necessarily with this with this chapter here because you know God is is doing these um things to Egypt um, as a whole. Mm-hmm. But I guess it kind of just makes me think. It's like you you look at some of these cities and these places and these people groups that get together. And they just don't believe in God at all. Yeah. Just dark atheist type cities. And everyone's unhappy. Yeah. Everyone's miserable. I mean, just, just, I mean, I, I have like five cities just off the top of my head that I could say that I'm thinking of right now. Everyone just seems so unhappy and depressed and down and gloomy. Mm. I say it all the time when I go into some of these little towns and cities in, in Oregon and stuff that are just so godless. And you're just thinking, oh, I just get the ickiest feeling. It just chills right. through my body. Right. It's almost like the devil runs this town. Oh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. He's got him by a chokehold, man. You know, and, and God is reaching out and he's just, you know, walk with me. Look, exactly. look what I'm doing on a daily basis. And, you know, you you have pastors and churches in these cities and just reaching out and they're there and they're spreading the good word, but it's just not enough from the people like, you know, like Pharaoh that live today. How many Pharaohs are living today in America? Tons. So many tons in the world. There's just Pharaohs all over the place. I mean, this, this is not just about one man. This is about a Pharaoh of a human that lives today. That just turns their back and it's prideville but just lives life miserable because they don't have God in their life. Yeah, the, a pharaoh like heart, you know. You know, you could you can equate this even down to your family or your own self, but your family running your own family like pharaoh, my way or the highway, you know, or or my life and no other way. I do it my way, like the Frank Sinatra's of the world. Frank Sinatra sang that song, mm-hmm. you know. I, I've done it my way. I had my problems. I bit off too much. But you know what? I did it my way. And I'll live my way. And that's just the wrong attitude. It's that prideful attitude that just takes over and creates that shell, that shell around you. You know, and that's a that's a that's a dark, dangerous way to live. You can do it. You can live that way. But it's not good. You know? Yeah. It's not good at all. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's interesting. I know we got to read here, but it's like, 
I think deep down in somebody's heart that has rejected God or just doesn't believe, I'm not saying that they're not wealthy. You could have somebody that is a complete atheist that has rejected God on a daily basis and even speaks blasphemy about God and drives a Porsche and lives in the hills and goes on vacations and from the outside in has just this lab, this, this amazing life. I mean, look at, look at Hollywood. I'm not saying of course all of them are like that, but like a good example, there's a pretty good percentage of people that have rejected God that live a wealthy life. So, you know, but what's in the heart though? Mm-hmm. You know, how do they feel? You know, are they happy? You know, um, do they have just that true love and that, that just joy of knowing God? I mean, that's, that's better than any Ferrari, any mansion, any vacation. Right. You know, and that's what they're missing out on. Um, I think that deep down, I think that there's sadness amongst people that don't have God in their life. And I'm not trying to be mean if you're listening now and you're not a Christian or you don't believe in God. I mean, I'm just being honest. I just, that's my, it's my personal opinion. I just think that deep down, it's just, you're, 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 you're unknowingly almost hungry for the Lord and you just don't know it. And once you feel it and you have that relationship, your entire life changes and there's Mm -hmm. joy that is, that lives within you that it's hard to explain. And so I yeah, guess that's kind of my take on it. Yeah. It's absolutely. You, you you nailed it. There's something inside you. You know, we you know, we you know, a lot, a lot of people talk about you know, the what is the heart, you know, the soul or your inner your inner being. That is where, you know, you you know that you know that there is a God. That 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 I mean, I, it's hard to it's hard to elaborate on what you said. It's just Mm-hmm. Well, let's read. Yeah, let's yeah. do it. A plague of hail, thirteen. So as we continue through chapter nine here, uh, another another plague. Here we go. So the Lord said to Moses, "Get up early in the morning and stand before Pharaoh. Tell him, this is what the Lord, the God of the Hebrews, says: Let my people go, so they can worship me. If you don't, I will send more plagues on you, and your officials, and your people." You know, so this this affects everybody, Brian. See that, and your people, everybody. That's the that's the the tough part. Um, then you will know that there is no one like me in all the earth. By now, I could have lifted my hand and struck you and your people with a plague to wipe you off the face of the earth, but I have spared you for a purpose to show you my power. And to spread my fame throughout the earth. I love this right here. Really quick, Brian, because we're reading it right now. What God did back then with these plagues is what we're reading right now in 2021. And that's what's so amazing about the Bible. That's why I'm so glad that God went through a process. And then he did did it through kind of a human-like way. Rather than just constantly just snapping his fingers like the Truman Show. You know. It, this this is great because we get to read, we get to study, we get to learn, we get to see how great God is, and we get to you know all this exactly. kind of stuff. So it's yeah, it's in exactly. ink right now. If God just constantly just snapped his fingers, and he admits it right here, he's like, guys, I mean Yahweh Himself was like, I could snap my fingers and you're gone. Obviously, 
I, I, I started the world. I could take the world away. I could do this. I could do that. But no, I'm going through this process. So he's basically saying, so Brian and John and everybody in the Bible study can, can talk about it in 2021. Exactly. He, that's what he that's just right. said. Yeah. Yeah, to show the world, to show the world, look. Look, you just can't destroy the people that I love, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah, yeah. thank God he's gracious and merciful. Yeah, well, and uh, and that's another point too, Brian. I, a great point is that he's admitting, he's like, man, I, this this whole Egypt, I should, you, should, I, you could just be gone. Start over. Just goodbye. Yeah, zap. Zap. But he's not. So, like, you know, I think of the Egyptian citizen that believes in God that has to go through all these plagues. And I'm like, oh, that's, man, that's unfair. Well, life is unfair. God loves that citizen in Egypt, even though they're going through these plagues. But guess what? That citizen's not being wiped out because of Pharaoh. Yes, they're going through hard Mm -hmm. times because of Pharaoh, but that citizen's still living. God's probably working separately with that citizen. Absolutely. And of course, Good that point. citizen then has eternal life. So anybody sitting back being like, well, look how God's treating all these citizens of Egypt. They haven't even done anything. Well, that's called just life. There's hardships. And we don't know the relationship between that citizen and God and what God's doing on, on off to the side of this story with that citizens that actually believes right, in God right, that's going yeah. through these tough times. I want to make that very clear. Like we have to pull these layers back. Absolutely. No, you have a great point. We don't know. Even though it's, 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 it's focusing on Pharaoh here, like I said, the people of Egypt, we don't know how many God has been nudging, you know, I am the one, I am the way. And we don't know how many situations where God has saved something in their family, saved something in their life, in their household yeah. during this time. Like we don't, we can't just say that all you know, everybody here in Egypt, except for the the Jews, hate Yahweh, hate the Lord. Mm. They they don't. So we, we we have to believe that some are, and that's a great point. It's a great. Point. I just like yeah, it's such a good point, Brian Knight. I, I just love sixteen right here. I just have to say it again. But I have, but I have spared you for a purpose to show you my power. Okay, that's great to show you my power. But I love this next one and to spread my fame throughout the earth. Oh man, that's amazing. We get to see it. We get to talk about it. I'm so right, glad God right. did that. Exactly. And that's what I'm saying. He's because of this. That's why people are like, could be, how many are like, Oh my, look at this. Look at this amazing, powerful God of the Hebrews. I got to know him. I want to know him. That's how it works. Yeah. Yeah. That's so great. Okay. Here we go. 17. Sorry, everybody. We keep taking stops here on this chapter. Um, but there's so much to talk about. I'm sorry. But you still, Lord. Okay, hold on here. Uh, but you still, Lord. Hmm. But you still, Lord, it over my people and refuse to let them go. Uh, 18. So tomorrow at this time, I will send a hailstorm more devastating than any in all of history of Egypt. Quick. Order your livestock and servants to come in from the fields to find shelter. Any person or animal left outside will die when the hail falls. 20. Some of Pharaoh's officials were afraid because of what the Lord has said. They quickly brought their servants and livestock in from the fields. I love how Pharaoh's servants now are like literally listening to God. Exactly. Yeah, exactly right. Like, yeah. Oh. 
This guy means business. They're like, hey, messing around. This, this is God right here. But those who paid no attention to the word of the Lord left theirs out in the open. It's interesting, Brian, as we talk, just in, in this little paragraph here, you're seeing now people in Egypt that were against God. Now, listening to God, they're like, oh, yeah, bring him in. <laughs> bring him in. Exactly. It's going to happen, man. It's yeah. going to happen. Ain't that like, he ain't playing. He ain't playing. Gosh, this, this this is just like just so relevant today. It's unbelievable. It's like it's the fact that the Bible is so relevant today is mind blowing. Actually, it's just it really is. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's crazy. every word of it, man. The Bible calls it itself a living, breathing document because it is. It's mm-hmm. it's so relevant and it always will be. Yeah, twenty two. Then the Lord said to Moses, lift your hand toward the sky so hail may fall upon the people. Oh, interesting. This is kind of like the Red Sea. The livestock and all the plants together, um, the, to plants throughout the land of Egypt. 22, 23, Moses lifted his uh, staff toward the sky and the Lord sent thunder and hail and lightning flashed toward the earth. The Lord sent a tremendous hailstorm against all the land of Egypt. Never in all the history of Egypt has there been a storm like that. With such devastating hail and continuous lightning, it left all the Egyptians in ruins, or Egypt in ruins. The hail struck down everything in the open field, people, animals, and plants alike. Even the trees were destroyed. The only place without hail was the region of Goshen, where the people of Israel lived. 27. The Pharaoh quickly summoned Moses and Aaron. This time I have sinned, he confessed. Oh, that's... That's an, yeah, interesting, yeah, duh, yes, yes, Pharaoh, by now I'm glad you know that, but the fact that I have to say, though, the fact that Pharaoh actually said that is actually kind of shocking to me. Yeah, well, well, look at 25, he says it was a war zone, everything was damaged, people lying in the field, continuous lightning, wow, imagine, imagine, imagine that. That's scary. Uh, the Lord is the righteous one, and my people and I are wrong. Wow. Okay. I did not. Ex- I did not expect him to say that. Please beg the Lord to end this terrifying thunder and hail. We've had enough. I will let you go, and you don't need to stay any longer. Now, this is just a perfect example of words versus heart. So we'll keep reading. Yeah. Twenty nine. Because as of right now, you're sitting here going, "Yay, Pharaoh." Finally. Oh, we've seen this before, though. Like, God Almighty. Great. Yeah. Uh, 29. All right, Moses replied. As soon as I leave the city, I will lift my hand and pray to the Lord. Then the thunder and hail will stop, and you will know that the earth belongs to the Lord. I love that. But I know, it doesn't belong to us, Brian. Yeah. I love uh-huh. that. I love that. You know, I, the whole green movement. I understand we need to keep the planet nice. But it's not ours. How dare you, you know, John? Yeah. How many people? This is our planet. This is our world. We need to not be mean to it. It's like, absolutely don't be mean to the planet. But it's not yours. No, it's, it's how many times <laughs> the earth is the Lord's, you know, in the fullness thereof. It's just exactly... Yeah, I mean it's it's ours by proxy, but it well, is God's, yeah. you know. And we, you know, we yeah, we take care of it. You know, we don't pollute and right. we don't just throw trash on the ground. We don't abuse people and animals. Agreed. Agree, but it's not our planet. 
I mean, I know what you're saying. It is, but it's not. It's God's yeah, planet. No. It's God's, God's earth. Planet. We're here. We're the caretakers. That's it. We're just the caretakers. Yeah. Uh, but I know that you and your officials still do not fear the Lord God. Uh, 31. All the flax and barley were ruined by the hail because the barley had formed heads or heeds and the flax was budding. But the wheat and the emmer wheat were spread because they had not yet sprouted from the ground. 33. So Moses left Pharaoh's court and went out of the city. When he lifted his hands to the Lord, the thunder and hail stopped and the downpour ceased. But when Pharaoh saw that the rain, hail, and thunder had stopped, he had his officials, uh, he and his officials sinned again. And Pharaoh again became stubborn. Are you kidding me, Brian? Yeah, he, he, I'm telling you, it's, <sighs> that's what happens with us a lot of I times. Know. When it gets good, we're just like, yeah, whatever. Exactly, exactly. I have what comfy. I want. I'm comfy. I don't need God anymore. Right. I got my jack-in-the-box tacos. I'm sitting on the couch. I'm fine now. I don't need to pray. Pray. I know. I don't need to go to church. I don't need to read. I'm just assuming everybody listening likes jack-in-the-box tacos. (laughs) That was an interesting interesting comment. Okay. Jack-in-the-box tacos. They're good. Well, they're like, what, 99 cents? 99 cents for two. Yeah. Yeah. I think if I do the math right, that's 48 cents a piece. You are correct, sir. Okay. 35, to end this chapter, because his heart was hard, Pharaoh refused to let the people leave, just as the Lord had predicted through Moses. The end for that. Wow, what a chapter. And then, Brian, you read 10, which is a long one, too, but uh, holy smokes. I mean, I know we dissected a lot as we read, but... I'll read 10. But let let me read, let me me correct you a little bit. It's nine, it's nine, it's 49 and a half cents each. Oh, 49, (laughs) yeah. 49 and a half so you're right yeah okay i'm bad with because thank you because of his heart the hardness of his heart pharaoh refused to let the people leave gosh john that is just a uh yeah that, that literally that statement is so true to everybody if you if you examine yourself and see that's what's wrong with a lot of things right now people do not examine themselves they just go off feeling Mm. Right, whatever I feel, whatever I want to do, but examine yourself mm. because of your own stubbornness and your own hard heart. How many times do you refuse to do what the Spirit of God says in your own heart? You know, hey, just hey, hey, how you doing? Hey, why don't you open your Bible? Why don't you pray? Just talk to me. I just want to hear from you. Go love your family. You know, go give to to the poor. Go help somebody on the road side of the road. You know, or stuff like that. Just and we get selfish, man. Our own pride. How amazing is still talking. It's talking to us today. Exodus chapter nine. Yeah, it's still talking to us today. Mm. That's so well said, Brian. Because it's 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 hard to look at ourselves in the mirror. It's hard to evaluate ourselves. You know, because then yeah. you know, we see thorns, yeah. we see sin, and we see, you know, we see things that we don't like, and then we know that they're not yeah. good. But we need to. We need to change that and lay it at God's feet yeah. and uh, for, you know, for myself and for other people listening. Uh, I mean, I'm no saint, you know, that's, that's a hard thing to do. And that's why we got to stay in the word and read and fight, keep our sword sharp and, um, continue the spiritual battle. 
Because it's not That's easy. Right. It's not easy. It's not mm-hmm. easy. It's not supposed to be easy. This ain't the Truman Show. You know, this is not it's, a perfect you know, world. No. No, but you got you could but take that filter off. Be authentic. Look at yourself in the mirror and say, hmm, how you doing? Who are you? Do I know you? And that's a good, it's a healthy thing. It's a healthy moment. Well, and I think that, you know, that's why God knows. The, I think, correct me if I'm wrong here, but God knows the difference between accidental sin and and, and purpose purposely sinning, practicing sin. You know, like he knows mm-hmm. your heart, right? Someone cuts me off and I say the F word. And I was like, ah, come on, John. You know, yeah. God's like, okay, you know, John has a good heart. Like he messed up. That's a sin, but you know, like, like, okay, like he's, let me, yeah, let me challenge you a little bit, John. But, but if I is sit there, there and I'm just like, just practicing cussing constantly. And all I do is just, just cuss, 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 or, or maybe that's a bad example. Something that's more, if I just, you know, lie, 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 lie constantly. And I know I'm doing it and I just don't care. That's not Brian. That's not of the heart. Right now, challenge me. Go. Is there really anything called? Is there is is an accidental sin really mm-hmm. an accident? I think so. Or or do you have total control of what comes out of your mouth or what you do with yourself? No, I you, I agree. It's not an accident. Mm-hmm. But you feel bad for doing it, and you didn't premeditate it. I mean, I okay. So premeditated, so premeditated sin would be something like the, um, I'm going to go take my neighbor's, you know, water hose because I don't have one. Mine just broke. Instead of like the guy cuts you off in the middle of going to the gym and you're late for the your your CrossFit workout, so you're like <laughs> f you. Oh, on my way to my wad. <laughs> yeah. yeah, on the way to the wad, you got to do Murph today. Oh. Which thank you, thank you for all those who did Murph. Yeah, but you know what I mean. So like, so you're saying like, there's two different things. Like, uh, there's one that just happens because you know it just happened, and then there's one that's like, well, you know, I think I'm gonna go siphon out like five gallons right. of, wa- of gas right. from right. somebody's. Right. right, and you gotta literally go get the gas can, <laughs> premeditated, suck out the gas. Yeah, a premeditated sin, thing. if you will. Like, I just think there's a difference. I think God knows the difference, and yeah. I. You know, it's like I think um, so too. I think so too. Yeah, like if a guy, if there's, let's say, there's a gentleman in his 40s and he's like divorced and single now, and he's just like going to church every Sunday, but like he's like trying to sleep with all the women, and he's like, you know, he's like this, you know, outside of the church, just like just doing Rico bad Swami. things, just all over the place. But it's like, right, and that guy's heart, like, you know, that's, I don't know, I. I don't know how biblical this is. I guess that's just more of my opinion. I, I know as we read, we might stumble across, or not stumble across, of course, but we might, it, through our path, as we're on a journey here. I like it. I there like might it. be some... Um, God might reveal. Right. Of this truth. purpose sin versus... But you're right, you know, though. Accidental it, sin is def- not, not the correct, correct term, probably, right. as you're saying, because it's we have the free will to sin no matter what. I just yeah. think it's where you're... Your heart lies with. Well, that's true. Jesus said where your heart is, where your treasure is, or where your actions are, that's where your heart is also. Mm. Right? So even though, and I know we'll get to 4 to 10 here, even though you're premeditating sucking out that gas from your neighbor's car and putting it in your own, for whatever reason, or... You know, you're you're shooting a bird and f bombing every guy who cuts you off on the highway because you're late for your workout. 
they're still coming from the same place. My way rules. Right. So they're even. So I don't think God says, "Hmm, it's okay. You, you flicked that guy off. You're in. You're. You know, it was quick. It was a fast. Yeah. That was a moment. It's still the same in God's eyes. It's just how you reacted. You know, when you reacted. It's still. It's still sin. It's still. It's still a, a sin that says, "I'm going to let this happen," and I haven't trained myself enough to stop it. Yeah. In the moment. Yeah. Because here's the thing. We, how many times have you heard someone be upset, cry, angry, whatever, and then the doorbell rings or the phone rings or they're at work mm-hmm. or they're at church or they're at, at somewhere else and instantly they clean themselves up in a moment. Hi. How you doing? But don't but don't you think, though, Brian, that like we, we go, let's target a situation here. Somebody getting saved. Okay. You have to repent. Now, now it doesn't say in the prayer save, by the way. This is interesting. We talked about this last a few shows ago, and actually my, my Pastor Brett made a whole service on this, which is fascinating, is that the word repent is actually not in the you know, what do you call it? The the prayer save with Romans nine question mark. Well, yeah, right. It's nice, right. you know. But but the no. whole point is is that it, it's your your you're walking away from your sin to walk with God. You're living a life when you get saved to walk with Jesus, to walk away from sin, to repent of your sin. That is the whole point of getting saved is to accept Jesus as your Lord and savior, to walk away from sin, to repent of your sin, to be biblical and to walk with God. And if, and and if you love God and you love the Holy Trinity, you know, you love Jesus, you're walking with Jesus, then you must, you must listen to him. You can't, you can't walk with Jesus and be like, Hey, Jesus, this is a great walk, but I'm only going to do half the things you tell me. I can't walk with Jesus, right? I'm walking down the path with Jesus. You know, we're drinking an energy drink, you know, we're hanging out, we're talking weightlifting and I'm like, Hey Jesus, by the way, I love what you say. But I just really feel like I'm only going to listen to about 85% because I, I like to go do these things. And even though you say these are bad and that they're sin, I'm yeah, not going to yeah. listen to you, Jesus. Think, just think about walking with Jesus and actually saying that to him, Brian. That, that, because when you live a life of sin on purpose, mm-hmm. okay, William has a thing on a chat board here. When you live a life on purpose, you're sinning on purpose. You know you're sinning, but you continue doing it because you want to and you're not going to listen to God. Boy, I tell you right now, man, that's that's some that's a gray area yeah. that I do yeah. not want to gamble upon and live upon. And yeah, that is well, where the heart is just I'm just going to go ahead and back away from that table because I want to be hot for God. Right. And I want to listen to 100 percent of what God has to say and not practice the sin that God said is bad because I want to do it. Absolutely. Absolutely. So there is a difference. There is a difference, right? But you have to also remember, people. God knows He doesn't expect you to clean yourself up. You you take you make a great point when you talk about your testimony. Yeah, months and months where you were like, I want to get saved. I'm ready for the Lord, but I'm not going to do it yet because I I want to go before God clean. Right. I want to I want to go before Him where I'm I'm I feel like I'm ready. Like I I can present myself to Him, but that's not what He wants. He wants someone to come to Him now. To, to run to him this moment in their sin and in their disgustingness and say, God, you are God. I need you. I need you. 
right? So he, you're not you're not supposed to be cleaning yourself up beforehand, right? Right. In that's, fact, that's he a, doesn't that's, say that's a good point. Yeah, and he and he doesn't say come to me and and get saved and then clean yourself up, get your act together. He doesn't act like that, and that's never what he says in the scripture. But what he does say is plenty of times, follow me and don't sin anymore. Yes. So yeah, yeah, we clean our act up. But he says, he says, <clears throat> follow me. Don't sin anymore. How many times did he, out of his own mouth, say that? Turn from your wicked way and don't sin anymore. Don't sin anymore. And, and, I, and I, love that, I love that you you explained the first part of what you said to to people listening because that's so true. Mm-hmm. And I made that huge. Well, I, I wouldn't call it a mistake necessarily because. No. But that was my thought process, and I think there's a lot of people out there that think that. And that, and I think that's why they think, by the way, that Christians are perfect, which is far from the truth. The hot, you know, far. Oh, they're I mean, still oh working God, on we're, we're probably the most messed up people in the world. Uh, you know, so don't get that <laughs> twisted. But the thing is, is that you're so right, Brian. I love that. I didn't know that Jesus said that that much. Um, yeah, he, plenty of times. He doesn't even plenty. need to say it a lot, just once. <laughs> I just needs to say it once, but the fact that he says it multiple times, but that's why when I look at somebody that has been, I hate to say this, I'm, I'm, I might get heat for this and who am I to judge, but quote unquote saved. I know, I know that's probably not a good thing to say. Who are you to judge? I know, I know, I know, I know. It's, I'm not, I'm just totally making this up here. Like just, just random character. But then you just continue being like, yeah, I love everything Jesus says, but. I don't like these 10 things. So I'm just, I'm not going to listen to them. Is that really being saved? Question mark, gray area, gamble, eternal life. I don't want to be that guy. Well, you know what? How many, but here's the thing. That's why you're, you give a good point. We can't, it's hard to judge. You know, right, I know right. this one person talks about judgment of the church and, but here's the thing. We, we don't know what, what, what someone struggles with. We don't know what the enemy fights them over constantly. Let's just take pornography or something uh, like right. like that. We don't know who is struggling with the pornography or an addiction to something. Okay. Let's say, you okay. know, no, I feel, I feel you. So they, they fall in and out. And now that falling in and out of, of uh, right. heroin or, or addiction or pornography addiction, it leads to like, now I'm going out and I'm drinking more and, then I f- I'm like, well, I might as well sleep with this man or woman because I don't really care. And oh right, God, right. so they fall into these little ups and downs. So it's hard to look at someone and say, That's "Are you a, a Christian?" Good, it's such a good point, right? Because I think, to Brian, there is something. Correct me if I'm wrong here. A lot of what I say that I, I correction is is something that is good for me. But um, I I think there's a difference between uh, struggling with the sin because a Christian struggles every day with sin. Jesus was tempted by the devil. Did Jesus ever sin? No, but he was tempted. Sure, tempted. Tempted. He was tempted. But my point is, is that we're Christians are not perfect. Christians are all sinners. The Pope is a sinner, (gasps) right? My point is, is that. But what? (laughs) My point is, you're so right. You make such a good point here. And I guess I'm kind of more thinking out loud here because you, as you talk, like I'm learning from you, Brian, is that there's struggle. I have things I struggle with on a, on a, on a daily basis. And I'm not saying that I win every battle. So who am I to judge? As I sit here and talk on this microphone, who am I to judge? You make a great point, Brian. 
but it's true struggle. It's a true fight. Yeah. And I'm shameful of my sin and I hate my sin. And I think there's a difference between that situation of the struggle you talk about, Brian Neitch, and somebody that just says, ah, it's who I am. Yep. Screw it. Let's party down. I'm a sinner. I fine. Well, and that's what, that's a good point. And that's why, that's why, that's why there are teachers of the word. God sent five, the fivefold ministry, right? The pre, the, the apostle, the prophet, the pastor, the evangelist, and the two, the teacher to come and, and teach the, the body of Christ and to, and to, to equip them to fight against the wicked one, you know, cause Paul, Paul wrote in, in, First Corinthians, it says that he said, "There's no temptation that is that uh, has taken you, except that's common to man. But God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able. But with every temptation, you will, He will also make a way of escape, so you can bear the temptation and come against it." You know, he goes on to say, "Therefore, flee idolatry, or flee, you know, flee things like you know yourself, you know, self pride, and like Pharaoh." He's an idolater. Pharaoh believes in himself. Mm. He is God. So God has always given you a way of escape. Even at the hardest moment, she can be as most beautiful or he's most beautiful as ever. Laying on the bed. Everything right there. And you can escape that temptation. There's, there's nothing that's stopping you from walking out that door or leaving that hotel room or that bar or wherever you're doing or put down that needle because God has Mm. given you the power to escape temptation, but it's a choice in our heart. You know what I mean? And so, yeah, you're so, you're so right. Wow. And and you know, our, our Instagram account, you made that quote just, I think it was yesterday. You funny how this is tying in where you said that you made that, uh, didn't you post about, uh, God will not, give you anything that you can't handle as far as walking away from sin you can walk away from it and there are people i agree with you there are situations where you can be like ah ah this i'm whatever. just gonna do whatever i'm just do whatever I, i'm a, yeah i'm a christian i go to church on sunday once a month or whatever I'm, i do whatever i, I check that box right and i guess going Same. all the way back to put a bow on it is that's kind of what i meant by the guy cutting me off in the car mm-hmm. me saying the f word and then me premeditating sin I, that that's where I was talking about the difference of heart of accident sin. And I know that's the incorrect term and you, you came at me on that and I'm glad we had that discussion, but that's what I meant by accident sin versus, you know, purpose premeditated sin. I think there's a difference with the heart there mm-hmm. of, of agreed of, of struggle, but, and then also the other side of just not caring and where, where is that? Is that person truly saved when they get saved? You know, if if it's an interesting conversation that you're talking yeah, about, I just think that I think that all I got to say is if you're listening right now, and I'm talking to myself as well, don't think I'm not. Make that very clear. <laughs> is yeah, look at your heart, check yourself. Boom. That's like it. if you when you sin today, because you will. Are you are you really upset that you sinned? Or do you feel bad that you sinned and? Are you struggling with that sin? Keep fighting, kill that sin. Don't do it again. Of course, put it on in God, you know, down by God's feet. But check yourself on that. If you're sinning and you don't care and you have no remorse, 
and you're living your life that way without any care, you need to check yourself on that. That's my, that's what I'm saying. That's it. Examine yourself. You know, I know we need, we should probably read 10, but it's, is it also in first Corinthians 11? He, he says, before you take the Lord's supper or, you know, his communion, you know, is a symbol to, uh, of Jesus. He says, examine yourself, you know, examine yourself. And that's a great point. Examine yourself. Are you listening to your heart? You know, do you, or have you just given yourself over to a life of sin and don't care because it's been so many years? You know, that's a good lesson for this week, you know, every day, really. And that's the wonderful thing, John, about communion. You can take communion as a believer every day. You can take communion every day. In fact, we should do like a 30-day challenge. Every day you take communion. And every day you you take the bread, you take the, the, the grape juice or whatever you have, or the peon and whatever. And then you you, you, eat, you break the bread, you eat it, you drink the, the cup, and you, you you go to the Lord. And you just say, Lord, you know, I I, I love you. Thank you. You've, you saved me for everything. I claim that I'm good enough now. And I drop my selfishness and I run to you. I throw my past in the back and I run forward to you. You've made me right in your eyes and no longer am I guilty and full of worry and fear. I'm running to you. And I decide to not be a sinner and practice sin. I decide not to live that life anymore. And that's a great moment to examine yourself well, and it, say, yeah. make that commitment. Go I ahead. love that. Amen to that, baby. I love that. Yeah, make make the stance. Draw the line. Draw the line. Well, you know? it's like that we talked about. It's like the it's uh it's like the pastor who cusses. If you're if you're up there preaching and you're just cussing left and right, okay, is the pastor a sinner? Yes. Am I a sinner in the audience? Yes. Does God still love us? Yes. But first of all, if you're a pastor who's cussing constantly, you and you don't care about it, then you're purposely sinning without any care of what God says. And obviously right. nobody wants to be, to be led as a leader by somebody like well, that. Well, the real sad part is a lot of people don't know the difference and they're being led into sin or they're being led into a, the wrong way. Yeah. Thank yeah, God I, Jesus is preached still. He's still preached. Yeah. If but, I have a, but, if I have a pastor that's up there just sweating and just so in the zone, and is so jacked up on God's word, and then an F word just slips, and he goes, "Oh, God. <laughs> he's just yeah. up there like, oh no!" And everybody's, it's just totally. It's to- is it sin? Totally yes, but is it different? Yes. He's just- <laughs> like, oh jeez, <laughs> just dropped a giant F bomb on this on the church imagine Sunday as he's reading through Exodus nine. This F and Pharaoh. Wait, <laughs> yeah, this- wait, hold on. <laughs> That's that's something I would do. You're glad I'm not a pastor, by the way, because I would just uh, I just, just slip. You know, you're like, oh, you don't say that. You you, you know you you, you lead thousands. So, yeah, you know, Paul says it. It, it. Will makes a great point. Will Hawkinson throwing throwing down fire always. Paul was the chief of sinners. Paul, that's what he said. He goes, look at me, I guys. I I sin all the time. I mean, I used to, I used to sin a ton. Now I still struggle with it. He says. And this is the man that met Jesus face to face, was taught by Jesus for three years in the wilderness, whatever that means. Right. And he still struggled with his flesh and wanting to overeat, overdrink, to do whatever, be lazy, not minister the word. 
so many things that we don't know what Paul struggled with. And this is the man that wrote the New Testament in prison to the people while being persecuted, loving the Lord, yet still in, in all that glory. The chief of sinners who all struggle. Paul. That's what he said. Paul. Yeah. Yeah, and again, it ta- it goes back to you know, there's people that don't understand the Bible and don't read that think that these Bible characters are just fluffy, perfect people. No, they're not. I mean, oh my gosh, no. oh, they don't know. Oh, we have a uh, oh shoot, Lara's busting a, out a, a big old comment. Why do Christians support Trump? Oh, oh I, I have, more. I have that's a, a ton of two minutes. Two I have minutes, a ton bro. of people that don't believe in God that support Trump. I know a ton of them. Yeah. Yeah, there's a huge uh, there's a huge group of people who support Trump and aren't Christians, yeah. don't care about God. Mm-hmm. But you know what they care about? Their pocketbook. They care about the economy. They care about freedom. They care about you know loving their family and not having everybody come down and force you to do what it, what the government tells you to do. They talk. They 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 want people to have jobs that don't have regulations that choke out their business that you have for twenty years. Well, and, and, and you know, and, I, and I'll say it too. Here, I can go Carl. on. I mean, I'll be I'll be <laughs> blunt here. I think that you're you see more you see Christians that are you see more Republican Christians than you do liberal Christians. Mm-hmm. I think a big one is the um, or probably probably the biggest one is the abortion. Democrats believe in pro-choice. Republicans believe in pro-life. And the Bible, I would say that's the, that's the most. I can't. You can't it, say everything, but for the most part, yeah. and the Bible is extremely blunt about this topic and situation. Extreme, yeah, extremely. So, you know, I, I actually asked my friend who's a Democrat. I said, "How can you vote Democrat every election?" Um, and he's pro-life. I go, how do you mm. vote Democrat if you're pro-life? Explain that to me. It's an honest question. I'm not judging anybody. I'm just, it's just an mm-hmm. honest question. If you're a Democrat listening and you're a pro-life, you know, if you're a Christian, you're basically, if you're a Christian who votes Democrat, explain that to me. That, that's all I'm saying. I'm not saying yeah. that, like, I don't have friends that are Democrats and etc. I'm not judging anybody. I'm just asking an honest question. Anybody listening right now, even to Lars here, yeah. I don't know Lars's. Yeah. You know, I don't know how Lars is asking this question. I don't know his tone. I don't know where he's coming from, etc. But I'll ask Lars, like, okay, you know, how can you how can you be a Democrat? How can you be a Christian? I guess I should say, and vote Democrat. Well, uh, I think Lars is a is no. self proclaimed atheist operative, so I don't know how sincere that is. But but uh, we're near his profile. You, here's the thing: you have to you have to. Come back, take a step back and say, before you can really answer that question, because most people can just say this, please. Oh, well, you know, it's, it's not, it's not, it's just a, you know, it's just a group of cells and abortion is just a, you know, my control, I control the the fetus. It's not really a baby. It's not even life, but you have to kind of step back and most people, John, never get and, 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 and settle their actual, their actual life view, their worldview is God. Did he in the beginning, create the heavens and the earth. What does that mean? All those kind of things. So they don't really care. Everything they they listen to the voices as as uh, as uh, Paul writes 
later on as we read in the New Testament. They they are they are thrown around by every wind of doctrine. Anything that a leader in the Democrat Party says, the Nancy Pelosi's and the Maxine Waters, they scream these messages that yeah. must be right. Another person, the AOCs, they scream these messages that must be right. The Charlie Kirk, they scream these messages. I love Charlie. He must be right. DeSantis must be right. They have no real foundation of who they are mm-hmm. and what they believe. So they grab hold of whatever feels good. Yeah, that's well said. Yeah. And Lars is so wrong on this, by the way. He said, I would love to, uh, oh, he said not with abortion because we know that the Christian God under lowercase God kills children. So a few things with that. A, there's only one God. It's not a Christian God. It's just God. It's just, <laughs> it's just Yahweh. So it's, there's no such thing as a Christian God. And two, God doesn't kill children. So I don't, I don't know what yeah. biblically no, you're reading. God, that. No, God is love. Yeah. God, God is, is love. love. There's, and uh, see, if a child is taken, if a child is taken, as it makes it very clear in the Bible, see, that's why you got to read your Bible. If a child is taken from this earth through any, any, any type of way, cancer, tragedy, car accident, uh, abortion, right? Abortion, mm-hmm. any way a child is taken from this planet, that's not our home. We're just visiting mm-hmm. here that God made. Then it says very clear biblically over and over and over that God, uh, that child is in heaven. God has taken that child, that beautiful child, with eternal life. That's a, that, that God is good. God is glorious. That's amazing. That child has eternal life. That's right. It makes Eternity it very clear. Him. See, that's why you just got to read the Bible. So Lars is, Lars is completely, uh, completely incorrect yeah. on this. This is a good example. I don't know where he gets that information. You know, he well, says, it, because we know. So he says, because we know. Okay, we know what? The Christian God kills children. Where are you getting that information from? Well, it's well, we're not going to have a debate. But you, you could, you know, what you could do. You could debate the Bible. Like, go to the Bible, read it, and then say your argument out loud, and just read the Bible, and then it'll it'll contradict what you're saying. Right. That's how you could have your own debate, Lars. But what they say, John, that the argument is, I've heard this too many times, that in the Old Testament, God commands Joshua and, and, and his colleagues to go destroy. The Amorites, the Jesuits, and all those the evil seed, or the the uh, the 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 ones who are are from the the uh, the uh, the the fallen, the giants, right? The fallen ones. They're the the nations that are from those territories. God commands, go kill and destroy those people, all the way down to their kids, wipe the whole nations out, mm-hmm. right? And so people, they oh, take just that, like Noah's Ark. Well, they take that and they say, "Well, God's a murderer, clearly." Oh, really? He's that. He he doesn't. He you know, he's this and that. So, it, it is what it is. People don't realize. They don't look at the entire Word of God. Like we've talked before, you have to look at the entire Word of God as what it is. It's not. It's not just a do this, do that, do this, do that. It is a wonderful story about how God redeemed and and set people free from literal damnation yeah well no i mean lars is saying why not have an argument this this podcast is not about this is not a debate podcast right. but right. you've made a statement and we're one to know here yeah you're you're one behind the point because you just made a statement about killing children we just proved you wrong on that so next you said, let's have a debate, and then you said, why don't you want to have an argument? Well, what's the next one then, Lars? Yeah. Well, we're, we're right I mean, here. I mean, any, it's not like we're not reading your comment. 
We don't need to argue, really. Okay, here we go. How do your yeah. how does how does your God how does your God punish David? How did your God punish so, David? I, I'm assuming that he's he, what he means is when David when David and Bathsheba got together, David essentially raped her yeah. and slept with Uriah's wife Bathsheba, and out of that she got pregnant and the child died. Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, oftentimes that's judgment from sin. Right. And so he's right. saying, oh, well, God killed. No, God didn't kill that baby. David killed that baby. Right. It's sin. Free will. And it's also called the person that has the deed to the earth is called the devil. Yeah. See, there's a People there's forget. there's there's right. large there's a thing called a spiritual battle. And sure, there's sure. the devil is uh, let's put it this way. Hell is talked about more in the Bible than than heaven is. First of all, yeah. that baby has eternal life right now. So praise God for that. Yeah, and second great. of all, we've completely, you've completely left out the fact of um, uh, the mixture between free will uh, and the devil's impact on human flesh. Um, yeah, there, you know, there, there is, yeah. Is there evil? Well, then there must be a God. <laughs> exactly. If you believe in the devil, you believe in God. Period. Yahweh, yeah. the only well, God. You don't even have to believe in the devil. Okay, no. Next, there's two one us. Exactly. So I don't know. I don't know. This is, this is this is this. When you know the word of God, and it's just yeah. when you debate with somebody who's an atheist and doesn't believe in God, who you yeah. know, uh, it's you know. Look, I'm not coming at Lars in a bad way here. I'm just saying next. You know, it's yeah. it's two and zero. Oh. I mean, if you want to have a debate, we are. You just you got to come at us a little harder than that, Lars. I mean, you're you're gambling your life, eternal life, on eternal the. These life. are the two questions you're asking. The this is it, like. This is why you don't believe in God. Not only don't believe in God, but as Brian said on your profile, very against God. So my point to you, Lars, is like you're on the podcast, you're on the chat board. These are the two questions that you have. These are the two, not questions that you have yeah. really, but the arguments that you have, the, the debate that you want to have, um, which is just so f- it's just, I, I well, it's we just were, like, well, it's like we were able to answer them in literally less than three seconds. I'm just, I'm telling you that if this is what you got to walk away from God, I just wish that you would listen to us and mm-hmm. just be a part of this study. I'm glad you're on yeah. right now, you know, and uh, but, I'm not, I'm not trying to be mean or anything, but you know, I just, if you put yourself in my shoes, Lars, we're defending God and we're defending your God and don't forget that. Yeah. So yeah, we definitely love you, Lars. But here, here's the thing: we we just read this about. And yeah, I used to be a Christian. I understand. I understand that, and I, I hope that you run back to God. But here's the thing: here, here's the thing. I you know we just read this about Pharaoh, right? A lot of <laughs> He's times still we'll saying, get, let's have a debate. Yeah, we get we get hurt. We get we 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 learn we believe in in situations that aren't true, and then you know we get angry and we 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 fight what we used to know or whatever, and and it happens. But the only thing I can tell you is, you know, only thing that can change your mind about this or okay. not is ask God. Ask him in a sincere heart. Reveal yourself to me. Show me. If you're real, show me. Mm-hmm. If you're real, I want to know you. And, I, you know, I, I, I really want to know you with an honest heart because he's the only yeah. one with an – he's the only one who knows yeah. if you have an honest heart. Okay, Lars, we got to go here soon because if you do listen to the show, we end at 7. So it's 7.09. You keep asking for a debate, but we're having one. You've asked two questions. We've answered them. So I don't know why you can, instead of, instead of rebuttaling to the two questions mm-hmm. that you had, you're, you keep posting. He probably was on the show. He was yeah, on the show. Let's have a debate. So we are kind of having a debate. You've asked two questions. We've answered them. Let, 
give us either rebuttal to those or give us a third. We got to go in like two minutes here. I, I'm, I'm a little under, I don't understand why you keep saying, let's have a debate. Uh, yeah, we're, that's what we're doing currently. You've asked two great questions. And I say great because any question is great. And uh, we've answered them pretty quickly, pretty easily, biblically. Mm -hmm. uh, you're not, you see, Lars, you're not stumbling us. See, that's what I want you to know, Lars. And I say this out of love to you. And it shouldn't stumble you, Lars. See, you're, 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 you're asking these questions, you know, in an argumentative debate way. What about this? Right. Like, like that question is going to go, oh, this podcast is done. Yeah, we, we're, oh, we're wrong. I, I'm Shut wrong. Up. I don't believe Shut in God anymore. You're so low, right, oh, Lars. Like, pff, the whole David. Like, what are you talking about? It's like, you're not stumbling us. These are easy questions to answer. I'm talking about a live debate or mm -hmm. all to be heard. Well, what this, this podcast is about reading and talking about the word of God, the truth of the universe, the truth of the, of, of the God of heaven. So we're really not about yeah, that's not hearing, hearing an, an atheistic view of the, of the world. That's, we don't believe it. The Bible is clearly not talking about that. And it says, come on, if you're confident in your argument. Well, we're confident in the word of God, not in our, our, our argument. Our argument is not valid. It's the word of God that's valid. Yeah, this is just not this podcast, Lars. If you want to start your own podcast and yeah, have people yeah. on to debate, then sure. do it. Oh, I'll go on there. <laughs> well, yeah, you. let me put it this way. You start a podcast, we'll go on. How about that? But let me ask you a question, Lars, before we get out of here, okay? I mean, gosh, it kills me that you say you used to be a Christian, man. My heart goes out to you, man. I love you like a brother, and I don't even know you. But let me ask you a question. Here, and It's kind of what Brian said, Lars. Do you believe the Bible? He said, okay, okay. Do uh, You said, okay, too quick, so you probably don't. Do you believe the Bible? See, my, where I want to go with this is, do you believe the Bible, but you're now an atheist even though you believe in the Bible? Or you're an atheist because you don't believe in the Bible? So, easy question. Do you believe... Every word in the Bible. Nah. Yeah, so let's set up a time and place is what he says. Lars, it's a pretty easy question. Do you believe in the Bible or not? Yeah, I'm assuming no. It's a pretty simple question. So you come on here hot. You've asked two questions. We answered them quickly. And now I'm asking you a very, I'm asking you, you've asked us two questions that we answered quickly. I'm an academic. I don't understand. All right. He's a, he's a person who yeah. studies philosophy and, and great. History. My wife's an academic. She's a teacher. She's a Christian. I, I don't understand what that means. So, yeah. Well, this is, this is the, the argument. Is so you can't always, answer like, the question. No. See, that's the problem. Talking, you've asked yeah. you've asked two questions. We've answered. I'm asking you a question. You can't answer. It's a yes or no question. It truly is. If you believe one paragraph of the Bible, or if let's say you don't believe one paragraph of the Bible, then you don't believe in the Bible. So, do you believe in the Bible? Yes or no? So how are we supposed to debate with you if you can't ask one question? How is that an answer? I'm an academic. Great. Awesome. Good for you. Because they, they want, quote, evidence. 
They want. They want. A, they want. But see, God evidence show is, up. is the Bible. Yeah. They so want that's, a sign. That's why, like, if you believe in the Bible and you're an academic, I mean, I'm an academic. I'm reading the Bible. Not to, not to mention the evidence of the, how many millions and millions of people's lives have been changed. I mean, there's plenty. There's. I mean, we didn't. But yeah. this is a, it's a fruitless argument, really. This is a fruitless. Uh... All right. Well, there we go. He asked two That's questions. It. We answered them. I'm glad we answered them. I asked him a question. He can't answer it. Uh, there we go. So thank you guys for listening. Uh, where are we at right here? So we uh, we never did get to ten. No, it's okay. <laughs> we never got to 10. ten tomorrow. We never got to ten. We did. We did do nine. Um, the plague against livestock. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're Maybe on 10. So we'll get to 10 and, and possibly 11 as well tomorrow. A plague of lo- uh, locust, locusts for, for 10 tomorrow morning. 5 a.m. Um, sorry, what time? 6 a.m. Pacific time. Every morning, Monday through Friday, verse by verse, chapter by chapter, book by book. Brian Neitch on the mic. And uh, we'll see you tomorrow, Brian. You want to pray it out? John North. Yes, I will. Sure. Yeah, let's do it. Lord, Father, we thank you. Another wonderful that morning to talk about your word, talk about how good you are. Oh, Lord, I thank you. You're changing our heart. Thank you so much. Thank you, Jesus. And thanks for bringing Lars on. Yeah. Lord, we just pray for him. Open his eyes. Holy Spirit, go out there and just reveal to him the truth. Whatever is that blocking and dig into his heart, Lord, do what you need to do. We, we pray for him. We lift him up. We love you. And everyone listening, um, everyone participating, Lord, just thank you that you're, you're just showing us a new way, revealing, and you're just changing and molding our minds and our hearts. Thank you so much, Lord. Till, till tomorrow and all day, we love you. We bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Beautiful. Beautiful. All right. We'll see you guys back tomorrow. Uh, Will, thanks for listening live and uh, everybody that listens to the recorded version. And we will see you again tomorrow. Salute. Yeah, Have salute. a great day. God bless.